Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're from the Draft Network. We're your hosts, and we're brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs that will not include the Charlotte Hornets, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the Major League Baseball season is back as well. Bet Online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started. Just go to the website, or you can also use your uh, mobile device. Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kyle, happy Thursday to you. You know, I, I hate to see this story end the way it did for you and your Hornets, but. We kind of saw it coming, right? Yeah, so I, I picked it up third quarter, uh, right out of halftime, and I watched oh, about five over. minutes. Yeah. Well, the, the the Hawks were up eight, and I watched literally five minutes of the game, and and Plumlee just could not deal with that Capella dude to the point where it's like embarrassing. Like it was just whatever that dude wanted, he got, and I'm like, there's no chance. There's there's no chance. They who their star player, whoever that that I don't know, is Trey Young. They, they bottled him up, and it didn't matter. You know, John Collins didn't matter. Hornets aren't ready for the big stage. Kyle's over here drinking a bang. Oh, it's draft season. The num- you know, number two seed or whatever it is. Well, I, I could not care less. Literally could not care less about the NBA right now. It's draft mm. season. It's always imagine, draft season, I, so I, you, can, you can care about other things too. Imagine seeing your team bottled up Trey Young as he went for 24 and 11. Imagine. Imagine using that. Yeah, but he was phrase. like 3 well, of 13 I mean, in the grand in the scheme of Trey Young's spectrum. That's, I mean, that's fair. Good. It's, it's not, you know, him in New York. What was his shooting percentage? What was, Tom, go through that. Sure. He was 8 of 24 from the field. Garbage. 33%. 1 of 7 from three point land. So, in fairness, yes, not his best. Not right. From the free throw line. But less than you take that every time, don't you? Well, clearly you don't because you lost. Chris box score scouting out here. Get out of here, Chris. Watch the tape. I watched five minutes right. of the game. You think I know what happened? <laughs> All right, so, we're going to bet on traits. Defensive side of the football. Fingers crossed for technology yeah. to be on our side uh, yesterday. I don't I don't know what happened or, or how you finished that podcast, but. I guess it, it did happen. Uh, I texted you and said, hey, do you want to finish this right now? And I didn't hear back from you for an hour, and I had too much to do. So I said, Chris, yeah. I'm just t- going to talk for 10 minutes, and that's it. Yesterday, we've had tech issues all week on the show. It's been it's just been a yeah. it's been a mess camera. back here. Kyle's on his fourth camera, his third microphone. I'm in my third different setup. I'm back in my home setup. It's been just a mess this week. Just know this. Whenever we start at 1130, we record Draft Dudes every day. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb because we go Draft Dudes, staff meeting, and I just at whatever point I I take it off, do not disturb. I, I get caught up to speed, and so I, I'm sorry that I missed you, man. I, I wouldn't have left you hanging if I saw it. Let's talk defense. Well, Kyle's like, it's Bet okay. Didn't even didn't even hit me with the yeah, it's okay, man. No, he's like, I'm pissed at you. Let's talk about bet on Let's traits on defense. defense. 
All right, so uh, I've got a player, every position, edge, interior defensive line, linebacker, cornerback, safety, that they're a little rough around the edges on tape, but they have traits that I'm willing to bet on. So shall we start with the edge position? Sure, and I'd like you to tell me what day yours is projected to go. I think this player goes reasonably in the first round, definitely in the top 40. So this is Boye Mafe. This is Boye Mafe, Minnesota. Six, just under 6'4", 261. He's got long arms. Where's his length? Uh, 33 and an eighth on the arm length, 10-inch hands, 81 and a half inch wingspan, 4'5", 40, 41.5 vert at the – at the pro day, Kyle, this guy is an athletic monster. And you know, he's a player that I think had some really exciting moments at Minnesota, but I think he was kind of hot and cold where there were some occasions where you just felt like he disappeared. But when he's at his best, when he's able to just unleash and get after the quarterback, you can see him win with those traits. And, you know, there's a little bit more technique work that he can add to his repertoire to become a more complete pass rusher. And we saw some glimpses of that at the Senior Bowl where I thought he had a great week of practice and I thought he was awesome in the game. And so, Boye Mafe, you know, you're, you're outside looking in, those top four edge rushers. To me, that next guy is Boye Mafe, and it's not because he's a, a fully finished product. It's because I think he has room to grow and he has the skill set and traits and foundation to take a big step. And so, Boye Mafe, my bet on traits player at edge. So... I think that's a good choice. I think uh, David Ajabo is a good choice as well. But I would like yeah. to kind of present some fresh names here and, and keep dipping into the, the deeper portions of the draft and, and present some some new prospects that I really think fit this box. And I'll mention Michael Clemens from Texas A&M. I know he's uh, pretty hot right now as far as a lot of league insiders indicating this might be a guy who goes earlier than a lot of projections would indicate. I ended up giving him a 74 and a half, which is an early four, the earliest four I can give before it becomes a, a third. Uh, six, five and a quarter, 263 pounds, uh, 34 and seven eighths on the arm. Uh, that's an 83 and one eighth wingspan. Uh, pretty explosive, uh, just short of 10 feet on the broad jump. And you can see he's got that prototypical build uh, for that strong side, hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. Uh, and I certainly think he's going to be in a position uh, to be a better pro than he was a college player. So if I were to go deeper in the draft, I think Michael Clemens is a name that, that deserves our acknowledgement here uh, as a bet-on-traits guy, as a early day three, maybe late day two type guy. Still a guy I have to get to, one of my priorities. we got one more week of of grading players to go, and Clemens is on that list of, of guys I want to get to. And so I've heard you talk about him now. I've heard Keith talk about him. And so yeah, sounds like a player That's i got to get to. Cozy. That's why we brought him up here on Bet on Traits. Interior defensive line. Would you like to have honors here? Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure I pull this this individual's uh, pro day numbers up so I have it to, to refer to. I'm going to go deep in the well again. How about Matt Henningsen from Wisconsin? Uh, this is a, a pro day number that will make your eyes pop. He had a 1-6-7, 10-yard split, a 4-0-7 short shuttle. Mm, what's his size? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. Hold on. 
I want you to fully absorb everything that I'm going to say first before I tell you his size. Okay. A 407 short shuttle, a 702 three cone, 119 inches, so 9 feet 11 inches on the broad jump, 37 and a half inches on the vertical, and he also had 22 reps on the bench press. Matt, mind you, was not invited to the NFL Combine. Matt Henningsen is six foot three, two hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, that's crazy. Bet on those are the traits. Yeah, those are insane numbers. Yeah, he's he's a very very enticing prospect. Now he did make a lot of splash plays in that Wisconsin front, but that Wisconsin front is you know, has some parallels to some of those Belichick type defenses where you're manipulating the front, you're you're working some gap control, you're scheming your blitzes to attack certain gaps with certain players and loopers and games inside. So um, super athletic. And I think if you want an odd front defensive end who can maybe have some juice to kick inside, Matt Henningsen's a good call. Yeah, me wanting to scratch the surface here and pick up a player (laughs) deeper on my list. Uh, I was prepared to talk about well, Perion Winfrey. Yeah, and and if I were to talk about a top guy, I'd talk about like Devontae Wyatt, right? Right. Or Travis Jones with his – but, you know, for the sake of, of doing justice to the full depth of the board, I wanted to get some deeper names that I had had a chance to, to cross-check over the last couple weeks that um, maybe we hadn't discussed this far on draft dudes. Very good. Perrion Winfrey is going to be my guy. Six, uh, just a tick under 6'4", 290, 35 and a quarter arm, 10 and a quarter hand, 84 and three quarter wing, 4.8940. And he's a player that nobody's going to watch him play at Oklahoma and feel like you see this technically refined player. Now, part of that, I think, is he was miscast as a nose tackle in an odd front defense and, and a guy that came from community college a couple of seasons there before spending two seasons with Oklahoma. And I thought he took a jump from 2020 to 2021. I think he took another jump at the Senior Bowl, getting a chance to see what he looks like as more of a penetration-style player. And so the foundation of size and athleticism is there. He's got an unbelievably hot motor. He loves football. And despite some uneven tape where you have to project a lot watching him at Oklahoma, you know he's a player that – if you don't get Devontae Wyatt and you wanted him in the first round, you think about him as is potentially a guy you trade up for in the second round or move back into the first round to get him because I think he's got that type of chance to be a, a really high-impact player at the next level. Linebackers. I'll be happy years. to go first here. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Troy Anderson out of – Montana State, another guy that, again, you watch the tape and it's you're going to see a lot of uneven play. But he's one of the most unique players in the class. Physically, he's got it all. 6'3", 243, 4'4", a 1'4", 10-yard split. Crazy good jumps, crazy good agility scores. And his story is so interesting, right? He gets to Montana State. In 2017, he's a big sky freshman of the year as a running back. In 2018, he's a all-conference quarterback. In 2019, he switches over to linebacker and is an all-American linebacker. 2020 season's canceled. 2021, he is the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year at linebacker. And so, and he plays 
outside linebacker one year and inside linebacker the next year or the next time. Phenomenal point, right? I mean, this guy's literally four seasons, four completely different positions. And two of them, different sides of the ball. I mean, just an crazy, crazy resume that you just don't see. And with Troy, when you watch him play defense, you're you're reminded that he's new to playing defense, right? He's got some processing things to improve, especially playing downhill against the run. I, I think he's pretty good in zone coverage. Um, but when you, there's an urgency about him, obviously size and athleticism. I like how physical he is. I think he's a very good tackler, despite you know only a couple of seasons on the defensive side of the football. And so, look, I, I think there's a lot of good linebackers in this class. I think we're going to see a good amount of them come off the board on day two, and there will be more polished players than Troy Anderson that your team can consider, but Troy Anderson's that bet on traits guy, not just from a physical skill, but I feel like he's got good habits to go with it. Anybody that embraces what he's embraced in his football journey at Montana State, that's a player I can believe in. So Troy Anderson is the correct answer, but for the spirit of what we are doing here today, I want to read through a resume, and I want you to tell me if you know who this player is. All right. Okay. We have a six foot two and a half, 232 pound SEC linebacker that had 109 tackles last year, six sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and two passes defensed. What all I get? Uh, he ran a four five seven at the NFL Combine, 86th percentile. Uh, with a one five four ten yard split, which is the ninetieth percentile for linebackers, he had a forty yard vertical or forty inch vertical jump, which is ninety fourth percentile for linebackers, and a ten foot seven broad jump, which is ninety second percentile for linebackers in the NFL Combine. So that Mississippi linebacker, it is Chance Campbell. Yeah, Ole Miss transfer from Maryland. And played this year at Ole Miss after several seasons at Maryland. And I'll tell you, I watched Ole Miss play and cross checks and watching other players, and his movement skills really popped to me. And then it was kind of a nice affirmation that, yeah, this dude's an athlete. So, uh, you know, the the devaluation of the linebacker position in general, this is a plus, plus, plus athlete. As, I mean, every athletic test that he did was 85th percentile or better at the NFL Combine. Now, mm. he's in the mid-230s. Uh, he doesn't have great length and wingspan. So, you know, but when you have as much burst as he does, that helps you close distance to be able to limit the amount of opportunities you're going to have to have your tackle radius tested uh, away from your frame. And he, like, I got a, a mid-five on him as far as evaluation. You know, it's from an instinctual standpoint, like you could tell he hasn't played a ton of football. Uh, he played four games in 2020. Uh, he was in a, a modest role for Maryland in 2019, but then he played like he had 11 tackles in 2018. So he's has not had a lot of reps to kind of build out the instinctual side of his game, but you see bright flashes with him. And he's a guy on day three I would look at to, to fill an athlete spot. And at the very least, I know I'm going to get somebody who can kill it on special teams with just how dynamic he is as an athlete and maybe develop him into a starting linebacker down the road. Interesting player. One I'll need to check out. He's got a great resume. Cornerbacks, Kyle. Josh Williams, right? 
Well, I had two names down. I figured if you go Josh Williams, I'll go Tariq Woolen. If you go Tariq Woolen, I'll go Josh Williams. Sure. Well, I mean, they, they are in spirit very much the same kind of player, right? As far as their size, their physicality, Josh Williams is 6'3", 195, uh, 77 and three quarters wingspan, ran a 4'5", 3", uh, super physical, uh, played at Fayetteville State. I know you, you did the initial write-up on him and kind of the sentiment was, well, it's really hard to get a gauge on how good he is because so much of this film is just not translatable to what he's going to get at the next level. But then he goes to the senior bowl and it's an up and down week. But at the same time, you could see just how big and long and physical he's capable of being. And he really got into some guys' grills from time to time. Uh, and then he ends up being a, a plus athlete as well. Uh, maybe not straight line speed, but as far as like both his jumps were, were 50th percentile or better, his 10-yard split was a 1.54, which is 57th percentile for corners. So you take that with just how big he is as an athlete. He's somebody who's probably going to go late on day two, just based on the tools, based on, especially where Nashawn Wright got drafted last year by the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys in the third round. And um, you're going to see what you can create him to be. Uh, but I would consider him a, generally a ball of clay. If I'm not mistaken, Josh was one of the fastest GPS guys at the Senior Bowl. I believe so like as he, well, yes. Really high on that, yeah. So Tariq Woolen, corner UTSA. I think we kind of been through this. Three years as a wide receiver in 2019, late in the season, switches over to cornerback, starts for two seasons. And, and look, it's it's uneven tape. You're not going to watch him play and, and feel like he's got great coverage instincts and awareness. But what you do see is a really exciting frame, right? 6'4", 205 pounds, 34-inch arms, a wingspan that's almost 80 inches, 79 and an eighth inch on the wingspan, ran a 4'2", 40-yard dash, jump out of, the, out of the stadium. And so there is just an exciting package of size and athleticism. But we also had a chance to, to chat with Tariq Woolen on Draft Dudes. Hopefully everyone got a chance to listen to that. And you could just tell that he's humble, he's hungry, and there's just a there's just a level of buy-in that I get when I've talked with Tariq Wollen, and we talk with him as well at, at this at the combine. And so, nope, you're not gonna you're not gonna love everything you see on tape, but you're gonna love the person, you're gonna love the physical skill and the ceiling that he has to develop into. And um, you know, a guy with the only offer he had. Power five offer was Baylor, Matt Rule. No surprise, right? That's that's what his entire MO was at Baylor and Temple is like, if they have traits, we can teach them how to play. And so it, it makes sense that Rule was the guy that offered Woolen. Um, but uh, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to go fairly early because I think some team is going to bet on those traits. Safety, Kyle. Safeties. I wonder if we have the same player here. Um, is it a day one guy? I don't know. He's not a day one guy. I I went deep in the well, maybe not as deep in the well predictively as where I have him graded. I do think he's, he's somebody who's still a little rough around the edges, but uh, he does all those things that really move the needle for people. I have Kirby Joseph from Illinois. Okay. Uh, he had five interceptions this past year. He was not on anybody's radar at the start of the season. Uh, really exploded onto the scene. Uh, He had as many tackles this year as he did in his first three seasons combined as a football player. 
He had twice as many plays on the football this year as he did in his first three seasons combined as a football player at Illinois. So uh, certainly out of left field a little bit, he stood on his pro day work or stood on his combine work. He's 6'1", 203. Here's where he gets interesting, Joe. His wingspan, 79 and a half, is 93rd percentile for safeties. That's huge. He's got 33-inch arms. It's a very, very big wingspan. Uh, And he jumped 39 in the vert and 123, so 10 foot 3 in the broad. And he also, with those long arms, put 18 reps up on the bench press. So from a explosiveness and power perspective, and then you you kind of foil that with this is a guy who had some ball hawking ability that it really showcased this year and made some really good plays on the ball down the field. Uh, I certainly think that's that's a combo. We saw that with who was it? Andre Cisco last year was like that. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 you had your concerns about consistency and tackling and but. At the end of the day, Cisco was a third-round pick by the Jaguars, I believe. Yep. And I would expect Kirby Joseph to probably predictively go in the same range. It's just too too small of a sample size for me to really feel super good about projecting him, but I certainly acknowledge there's there's traits here that is really going to move the needle for teams. And uh, if you cater him or cater to his inexperiences and you allow him to to develop, I think he has all the uncoachables. So he would be my guy here for safety as a, a little bit of a deeper option outside of the first round, guys. I'm sure you have Daxton Hill, don't you? No, his tape's too oh. good. There's nothing to bet on it. The whole package is right there for you. There's there's no guesswork. He's going to be a stud. He is a stud. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy out of your region, Nick Cross, Maryland. Um, ah, good call. You, you know, six, a little over six foot, 215. Um, decent length, 31 and a half inch arms. Four three four in the 40, 146, 10 yard, 37 vert, 10 10 broad, good agilities, 21 bench press reps. He's a player that when you watch him play, I love his temperament. I love his demeanor. He's really aggressive. He tackles. He's got good ball skills. He just is is definitely a little bit inconsistent with some of the decisions he makes. I think he makes a lot of very full speed mistakes. And I think that he's a player that just needs to become a little bit more sure with how he processes and responds. But, you know, he's not even 21 years old, so he's he's going to turn 21 in September of this coming year. So he's young. He's got good size. He's a good athlete. The aggressiveness leads to some really, really good plays. And so I think it's just kind of fine-tuning and, be, and becoming a little bit more mature at the position. But there's there's a lot to like in Nick Cross. And so once you get past, like, the Hamiltons and the Briskers and the Petres and the Scenes and the Daxton Hills. I think it's that Brian Cook, Nick Cross category of safety. And Cross is a player that I'd be really happy with as a developmental starter option, potentially in the middle of day two. And I would put Kirby predictively in that bucket. I think he's going to be right there in the thick of that when it's all said and done. So some good names, uh, some new names, some old names. Some new opinions. We hope you guys enjoyed this walkthrough. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, looking for those who we which we are willing to bet on the traits with Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the podcast. And we thank you for watching and or listening. Make it a good one, and we will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.